and running in Eastern Ohio and on Twitter X at Bo Marchant. Here's Bo with Bryant and Brett. Bo Marchant joins us now to talk the NFL. It's weird today. Usually Bo is like my clock, like my alarm clock telling me on Tuesday afternoon, only one more hour left. I'm all but out of whack. today, 4 o'clock with Bo, very thankful that he um, could join us a day later because we were off early. Bo, thanks so much for joining us. I know a ton to get to with the Super Bowl, everything going on in the NFL, but i got to start off with the picture that you uh, retweeted or, or commented to our show with you. You and Johnny at the Senior Bowl, that is a collaboration that just made my That's day. A team there. Sure is. Yeah. Well, we talked before we went live, and I told him, you know, when we when we all realized that we were going to be in the same city at the same event, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was definitely going to make sure that, uh, that know, we met one another. And it, you guys know, being in the world, everybody out there knows that living in the society we do with so many uh, social media things, like, you can literally talk to somebody or chat with somebody for days, months, years, and sure. never meet them face-to-face. And yeah. it's fun to finally put a name to a face because I always joke around that, and I mean it jokefully, but Johnny has the warmest personality when you come 100%. on. 100%. Yeah, and, and then to actually be able to kind of shake hands and put my arms around and give him a hug of uh, welcoming, uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful time. Very, very. Now, we're not going to tell the stories about you and Johnny dragging the streets till no, Sunday. No, we'll keep that to ourselves. We're, we're uh, going to keep my, that private. Yeah, yeah. My when I got back, my wife said, "Did you drink at all?" I'm like, I, well, well, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With Bo, it's more like run the streets. He probably, I mean, tore up Mobile but, running. Bo, have you have you ever caught in your indu- introduction that I paraphrase from? Jackson Brown's song "Against the Wind," living and running, running and living. <laughs> yes, I, I I did it, but now it's, I'm going to. It's That's easy great. to get things past me, Brett. But now that you said it, it's going to be the one thing I probably hear more than anything now when I listen to it. All right, Bo. Well, it's Super Bowl week. Uh, the festivities have already begun in Las Vegas in preparation for the big game on Sunday. And me and Brett uh, have been sitting here and just, it seems like every break we bring it up, that we have not, I mean, it's hard to find people that are picking the 49ers to win this game on Sunday. When you look at this matchup, what do you think has gone into that um, for so many people to think the Chiefs are going to win this week? Is, is it just because of that dynasty that they've built? Is it Patrick Mahomes and hard to bet against him, what he's done as an underdog and all these numbers that are coming out? Well, what is it that are making people want to bet against a really good team in the 49ers and go with the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I just think you have to look at the, you know, I think when you look at the Chiefs, you, you look at, one, they're a fantastic team, and, you know, it mm. takes everybody, but you're talking about the best player in the sport, and we have some great guys at the quarterback position, but he's even a little bit more magical, almost Michael Jordan-esque, if you will, and and I, I think that's what yeah. raises the, you know, barrier or, you know, the, where, you know, you look at the Chiefs. I, I think the 49ers are the better team, the Chiefs have the best mm-hmm. player, and they have a ton of other great, great players. So I, I think that's where you have to look at it. Do you want to take the best player on the defending Super Bowl mm-hmm. team, or do you want to take the best team who fell short last year of the NFC Championship and, and are right where they wanted to be last year at this time? So it, it's it, when they played a couple years ago, I, I thought this was one of the hardest games to predict because I thought the same exact thing then, and I'm kind of in that same yeah. dilemma now is, I truthfully believe that the 49ers are the better football team. But then again, man, fourth quarter, 
there's that one guy that plays for the <laughs> Chiefs under center, and you better be up by a lot, a lot of touchdowns if you want to put that bear away. If not, um, he's going to go hunting, and he's going to get that ball down the field quickly. He sure will. He'll, he'll bite you. And, of course, social media has corrected me. Bob Seeger with Against the Wind. I'm ah. sorry. Why wasn't a disc jockey? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's, that's the other great thing about soldier media. If you foul up, they're going to definitely correct you quickly. You, you better believe it. Quickly, they're, 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 going, they're going to correct you. The, the quarterback play on Sunday, I mean, it's total mismatch when you look at it. But Brock Purdy, I think he's got to get off to a good start with his run game. If he gets in predictable third and longs, they're going to tee off on him, and he, he will be the, 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 the national – uh, laughing stock uh, over over his play, uh, he he's got to play from ahead. He he can't be trying to lead them back. Yeah, I think what happened we saw in the NFC Championship for them to score seventeen in the third quarter to be down twenty four ten. That's an anomaly. You can't expect that type yeah. of performance. Mm-hmm. All those things kind of won't get away went, with it twice. Uh, yeah, you just can't get in that predicament. And expect the same result, especially against the Chiefs. You know the Lions. I questioned all along. Uh, just to have the ability to just do what they were, you know, unable to do was kind of capitalize and, and, you know, put the Niners away. So, uh, you know, Kyle Hanishan, and that's also this, you know, everybody knows the stats when the 49ers are down heavy. Um, you know, they don't, they usually don't have comeback with Kyle, but they did, you know, against the Lions. So that, that kind of changes the little bit of a momentum there that they, hey, you know, we just did it. If this, you know, maybe this happens again, you know, we can do it again. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I think about this game, and, and, and granted, where there's so many scenarios, but uh, it just seems like uh, you, you know maybe you have a quick start and a, a slow ending, or a slow ending and a fast, you know, slow start and you know a lot of action in the end. It just it doesn't seem like a lot of these games keep up that momentum, and uh, I, yeah. I think that's what to look for. I, I you know I don't I, I think both of these teams are too well coached um, from all around. I don't expect a blowout by any means, uh, and I, I think it's going to be a a fun game to watch, just like the previous one where Mahomes had to do fourth quarter heroics with Tyreek Hill to, you know, get the Chiefs past the Niners. I, I expect something along the lines of that same dynamic where, you know, there is going to be some spectacular plays late that eventually mm-hmm. lead to one team leading, uh, you know, winning the game. I don't think it's going to be some, you know, 13, 14, 10, seven point lead where we know from the third quarter on who's going to win the game. I think it'll be a, a good game, a nail-biter type of fan. If you're, if you're a heavy fan of either team, you know, you're going to have an exhausting Sunday. That's a good Sunday, though. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I'm really excited about for the Super Bowl, and, and I brought it up to Brett earlier this week, but this tight end matchup that we have with George Kittle for the 49ers, obviously Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs, and I saw, I think, NFL Network or something, they were kind of talking about it, did like a segment about uh, these two great tight ends, and so I'm really excited to watch both these guys. I know for Travis Kelsey, um, obviously this season talked about a lot more than in than in previous, even though all already talked about a lot, but because of um, who now his significant other is, um, talked about by a lot of people, but a lot of people pointed out, you know, not his best season this year for the Chiefs. has had some drops in incredible, critical spots. Um, when when you look at this tight end matchup, how, how big of an impact do these two guys have for their team on Sunday? Well, before we get to that, you said he had a significant other? That's right. Yes, yes. I don't know oh. if you heard, but she's like some sort no. of singer or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I'll have to look at that. <laughs> yeah. look you should look her up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she she, she uh, might make it someday. Maybe. Yeah. And by the way, I'm totally on board with the whole thing. Uh, they, they can show Taylor oh, yeah. as much as they want. So just great. to clear that. Um, 
Yeah, listen, Kittle and Kelsey, uh, you're talking about dynamic guys. I've always loved them. Ever since I was a young kid, growing up in, you know, near Cleveland, we had Ozzie Newsome. I loved mm. uh, Kellen Winslow uh, Sr. I mean, I always have loved that position. I just have always, mm-hmm. always did my Todd Christensen back in the day for the Raiders, one of the first receivers. Mark mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just dynamic. So uh, the position continues to just, you know, be such a key factor in the National Football League, and it's going to be a key factor Sunday because you got two of the absolute best, a little bit different in the way they go about being the best at what they do. But nonetheless, uh, you know, and if you listen, if you're going to take Kelsey away, Mahomes is going to, you know, he's going to find other guys in the same, same with Purdy and the Niners. You know, if you're going to take an emphasis to, you know, take Kittle out, you know, they're going to go Ayuk McCaffrey, you know, and, you know, uh, Debo Samuel. It's, it's just a matter of kind of picking your poison. You can either allow these guys to have, 10 catches for 175 and two touchdowns and try to create other avenues or just kind of, you know, say, okay, you know what, we're going to, you know, wish the best and, and, and find out where the, you know, the, the cookies crumble. But uh, it, it, this game is so great because the, there's, you know, these, they're just well-balanced, good football teams. And I think that's the best thing for us as fans is, you know, I, I would just really be shocked if this Sunday's game, you know, isn't a, is a, just one of the classics that we've seen and, you think of the Chiefs defending champs going back. Um, I, you know, I, I think the fun side of it is if the Chiefs can win, you know, it's not too often we get to talk about three-peats. And, uh, you know, that'll be the thing. And, you know, you know Reed will come back. You know Kelsey will come back. They'll want to three-peat it. Uh, so I think those are the little bit of the things that, you know, I'm thinking about long-term is, you know, what happens. I, I think of Tom Brady with Purdy when they were playing the high-flying Kurt Warner Rams. And, you know, who's Tom Brady? And we know who Brock Purdy is now. But nonetheless, I think Purdy kind of has that Tom Brady versus, you know, Kurt Warner type thing when those guys met, when the Rams and Patriots played. And somehow that, you know, Patriots defense shut down the Rams offense and and Tom Brady became a legend. So maybe the same thing happens for Brock Purdy. You know, maybe they get that same kind of result. So those are the things I'm thinking about when I look at this weekend. I just think there's so many positive scenarios, win or lose for either team. I just think you could take a lot out with. Today, the story's out there that Patrick Mahomes says he's okay being the villain if the Chiefs keep winning. And hmm. as you mentioned, next year they would be coming back for the three-peat. I don't see them as, as villainous as some. I mean, it kind of cuts both ways with the famous girlfriend of the tight end. Sure. It does, but it, you know that doesn't bother me at, at all, or not much at all. And do, do you see them becoming the evil empire like the Red Sox became, like Golden State became, like the Patriots became? Yeah. Bo, you mentioned it. That day, they were America's upset darling mm-hmm. when Brady did that to, to Kurt Warner and the fastest show on, on turf. And mm-hmm. I can go back before that. When Duke beat UNLV in the 91 Final Four in the semis mm-hmm. yep. and beat oh. Terry Tarkanian, there wasn't <laughs> any Duke hatred then. Except for North well, Carolina fans. Well, I tell you what, if you were with me and my high school buddies back then and we pulled the bracket names out of a hat and the guy you're talking to pulled out UNLV and oh, uh, I know, Ooh, you yeah, uh, you, you know, you just talked about <laughs> you wow, forgive Bobby Hurley so. ever. Yeah, I, you know, and I didn't think we'd have to bring Matt back. Okay, you know, guys, I got to go. I'll talk uh, to you next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, that's tough. That happens, yeah, no, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one of those hurt. It, 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 listen, yeah. With with Purdy, you know, there's so much. This, you know, this is how it. This is how it kind of transcends it as transcends a guy. And 
But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean his career is over. It doesn't mean he'll get back there either. It's just, you know, there's so much goes into play. I mean, Mahomes lost to Brady, and then he comes back and he gets, you know, so there's so many scenarios into this. Uh, you know, but I, I think Purdy, Purdy is set up to win. We know that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and his, his legacy will take a humongous, you know, burst of, you know, next level if they win. And if, you know, he stumbles, you know, he doesn't win the game, then we'll just, but getting back to Mahomes and the villain, you know, it's the Chiefs just, you know, people, you know, you know, it's good to be hated because that means you're great and you're loved. You know, you could talk about the Yankees, Tiger Woods, the Red Sox, the Cowboys, uh, the Lakers, the Celtics. You know, if, if you're the Sacramento Kings, nobody cares. If you're the Detroit Lions, you haven't won. Everybody's rooting for you. Not that they like you, they just don't like the other person. So, you know, let the, you know, let Jared Goff and the Lions win the next five titles. And, you know, and then the same people who want to see the Chiefs lose, they'll be saying enough of golf. So it's part of winning. And, you know, Mahomes said this great, the greatest thing said, listen, if you want to make me the villain and I can walk away with four more titles, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that contract every single day. I'd rather be a winner and have rings and be a villain than not win and just be liked. So that's, and, and at the end of the day, when these guys retire, all that fades away and we just look at your greatness anyway. That's right. It all fades away, but it takes a while to get to the fadeaway time in retirement. I, I just looked this up, and for social media, they can correct me. And when I'm wrong, fine. I don't mind. <laughs> like on my lack of DJ knowledge, uh, I'm not saying I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. Mm. I am not. But Joe Montana, he was not mystery irrelevant, but he was third round, 82nd overall <laughs> draft pick, and was pretty well known. Notre Dame national champion at Notre Dame. The comeback against Houston in in the Cotton Bowl in the cold weather, the chicken soup game, he was very well-known, much more well-known than, than Brock Purdy. But he was not that until the catch, until Dwight Clark, and uh, two weeks later beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl at the Pontiac Silverdome. You, you don't, and, and Brady, Brady was nobody that day. We don't know that in five years that we're not talking about Brock Purdy in pretty lofty terms. Yeah, and that's a great point with Joe Montana. Just say if Joe doesn't make the connection with Dwight Clark and the Cowboys advance, and just say they are the ones that end up beating the Bengals way back then. You know, do we maybe 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 the dynasty never begins? You know, maybe Bill Walsh says, you know what, this guy isn't the guy to get us to where we need to be. I mean, that's what goes he on. He was trying to trade for John Elway in that stretch. Yeah, I mean, think about that. And it's Joe Montana, so. You know, there's a lot of scenarios, and, and it goes back to being a first round pick compared to all the other rounds. You know, you it's it's almost like a ace in the hole. It's kind of having your insurance card on you. It's a get out of jail free card. You're going to have so much more leniency when you start to you know go back in the second, third, day three. I mean, that's where like, all right, is this the guy? You know, we this is our grade. This is why we took him. Blah blah blah. You know, and then you just think, well, can we get better? Um, but you know, the the, the the Niners have found. You know, a special, special pick in Purdy, especially as yeah. the last pick of the draft. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a diamond in the rough scenario. It just happens to be one of the, you know, at, at the position that's most critical. And they were fortunate enough. And, and, and listen, we know what they did with Trey Lance, the King's ransom. And, yeah. you know, it's so you just don't know. You, you can put all your hearts in one basket or eggs in one basket and not really care about the other one. And, and lo and behold, you know, you got a bounty in one basket, and the one you thought would be the, uh, you know, the, the best fruit, yep. if you will, becomes rotten. So yeah. it, it's nobody knows. Nobody really does know. What does? Because obviously, and, and, and you know, Brett just mentioned, you know, maybe in a, in a in a couple years, four or six years, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the the 
everyone will be talking about. He could be with his fourth different team. He he really could. But what is the reaction? 49ers win on Sunday. What is the reaction this offseason? What is the reaction going into next season for Brock Purdy? Are we still having these conversations of, oh, he's not a good quarterback. He's just around great players. He, you know, he, he's, you, you give him with different weapons and he'll be exposed. Or do people kind of open up to, okay, this is a Super Bowl winning quarterback and did a lot for this 49ers team? Yeah, well, I mean, for me personally, win or lose, uh, I think he's a fantastic talent. You you cannot play and have a team contend where they are and be mm-hmm. as successful as they are for the last two years since he's gone under center and have that type of success. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't happen. And, and uh, you know, the people who are going to harp on him, they're going to want him to fail. They're going to want him to suffer. They're going to want him to look Absolutely. bad Sunday so they can say, hey, you know what, I told you this kid's not the real deal. Um, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, is he Patrick Mahomes? No. But you know what? There's 31 other quarterbacks that start in the league that aren't Patrick Mahomes, and there's some really good ones right. out there. So not a knock on Purdy. Vice versa, if he wins, you know, the critics, they're going to say, well, he was on a great team. He's a system quarterback. You know, it, I mean, that's – well, you know, they're all in a system, and it's about executing <laughs> the system to perfection so you can win right. the football game. So, you know, you can critique and, you know, bash guys as much as you want. I, I like Purdy. Um, you know, I, I, you're not going to have me knock the kid. You know, I think he's done everything exactly right. Um, he came in into a difficult situation as well. I mean, Very, you know, knowing yeah. that, you know, he had those guys, you know, Trey Lance behind him, you know, he, that could have just played on his mind. And then he suffered the injury, he comes back and, you know, he misses the NFC, cha- you know, basically the whole entire NFC championship. When he comes back from the, the bat and he comes and has, you know, a spectacular season. 49ers are the number one seed. And and here they are playing in the Super Bowl, and and we don't know if Brock Purdy played last year in the NFC Championship. All hypothetical, you know. We know the game's different from what the Eagles played mm-hmm. against. You know, they played a team with no quarterback. So who knows? Maybe we're talking about Purdy going for his second straight. It's just you know a lot of That's hypotheticals, but a lot of uh, really a lot of support for Purdy, and I have no no problem seeing him win. And uh, I, I I adore Patrick Mahomes. I I just think yeah. when you're blessed enough to watch a guy at that level and you're you're seeing it um you just you just have to say you know we're we're seeing something that we're not going to see all the time because he's that good enjoy it yeah you have to absolutely well bo uh before we let you go we got to get your super bowl pick pick and score for the big game this weekend well i took the chiefs last time and it tore me up because i really thought the niners (laughs) were the better team um i have to go niners this year i I think the niners are they have just looked superior, superior points where they looked unbeaten. Um, the Chiefs gotten hot in the playoffs, but there was a lot of criticism of the Chiefs going down the stretch late. But they were phenomenal. A couple big road games to get them where they need to be. But I, I just think uh, the 49ers, they're, they're bitter about, you know, not making it last year and the way the quarterback thing went down. And I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to, I think what, uh, what, their seventh? Will this be their seventh? Lombardi, so I don't know if they'll take the lead or they'll tie it for six, mm. but uh, they're going to be right there, I think, after Sunday. And the score? Uh, let me give you a uh, – I'm going to give you a 31-27. Niners. I like that. Fun game. You're there. And, uh, Bo, congratulations to you. We've asked all of our guests this week, and we'll continue asking them. You are the first person to pick the 49ers as one of our guests. Oh, you know what? Then I know I'm going to win. Oh, that's the I, very nothing good. better than yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, when you watch the Sunday night games, they're like Raiders, Raiders, oh, yeah. Raiders, Raiders, mm, Raiders. Lone Wolf, Chiefs, always. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh well. Absolutely. Yep. I'm going on. I'm going on DraftKings now. <laughs> you got <laughs> perfect, it. Bill. As always, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Yes, sir. Have a great one, guys. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Bo Marchant with us every week, usually on Tuesday. But last night we were out early, and he is mm-hmm. indeed the first one to take San Francisco. Crazy. Again, let me clarify. I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. No, no. I'm not pa- comparing him to Kurt Warner. I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but all of those. And we probably could find a few more in Super Bowl history. Yeah. If it doesn't go like it did, mm-hmm. it's probably it's probably ended there. Yeah. Kurt Warner that year – with the Rams, we know Trent Green was the starter. Mm-hmm. And he goes down in the, I, I think, the last preseason game. Rob Fisher was there <laughs> and said, everybody agreed, this is a disaster. Right, right. We'll win five games. That story goes on. He becomes, you know, all, all you know, everything about his, his background comes out. And everybody knows it. And he marches right into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with a real good stop with Arizona. A pretty good one with New York. Mm-hmm. Kind of is the designated backup veteran presence around Eli. Tom Brady, if he, if they, if Vinatieri doesn't knock that field goal through, mm. I think Belichick and Kraft and and the the bean counters, yeah. the 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 money people with the Patriots go. You know, it's been fun. Mm. We were kind of lucky in the Tuck Rule game. <laughs> we we got beat in the Super Bowl. We got all this guaranteed money yeah. to Drew Bledsoe. We don't really need to eat all this. Yeah, I mean, they might have. They really sure could have. Um, that's that's definitely uh, interesting to think about now, and and kind of what he became. I mean, certainly uh, good uh, to to not let him go after that, and good thing they won. Uh, but we need to get to a uh, a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk Tiger basketball. Big game for them on the road tomorrow against Temple. Let me remind you again that we're out here at Denstool's fifty two fifty two eighty Pleasant View. Uh, don't wait till the last minute this year. Order your Valentine's candy now their store hours 10 to 6 monday through saturday in the laurelwood germantown carville and downtown stores are open this sunday stop by on your way home from work today mention sports 56 and you'll get a 14 percent discount on your entire order and don't forget uh, about the chocolate covered strawberries they're going to begin dipping those monday february 12th but go ahead stop in uh one of the Denstall's locations and place your order to get ahead of the line also stop by here this afternoon uh 52 80 pleasant view still where, uh, plenty of time still plenty of time and we're uh, we got some gifts uh, some prizes to give away um a pound heart-shaped box of assorted chocolates a pound box of chocolate covered strawberries and two four packs of tiger tickets for the game this weekend against Tulane. Well, let's get to a break. When we come back, we're talking Tiger basketball. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. We're live at Denstool's 5280 Pleasant View. Make sure you stop out here on your way home and get 14% discount when you mention nice Sports 56. Oh, I heard him. He said, give me my Sports 56 he discount. We so, appreciate it. Absolutely. So make sure you do the same and stop by uh, on your way home and, and get ahead for Valentine's well, we Day. we got to get you to weigh in on the high hard ones. He asked me. Oh, man. Musial or Pujols? Ah. <sighs> 
probably go Pujols. Yeah, you you have to Gibson or Carlton. Gibson, no doubt, no doubt. Seeing Pujols, I mean that's the only one I was able to see. Yeah, and, I didn't see Musial. Well, yeah, huh. I would. He he retired after the '63 season, right? So I was one. <laughs> I, I have no clear no, memory. No, but uh, it, I I certainly didn't see any of them except for Pujols. There's gonna be a Pujols statue. Oh, absolutely, and absolutely. I I kind of want it. Since he was a right-handed batter, mm-hmm. I kind of want it as a reflection mm. right there mm. by the very famous Stan Musial statue. Yeah. And they would almost be looking at each other. Oh, that'd be cool. But then for the Musial family and for Pujols, you would almost want him apart from mm-hmm. it where sure. he would have his. Because I promise you, in St. Louis, and at the old ballpark and at the new one, it is standard fare. Hey, yep. meet me around the Musial statue. Mm, meet you at great. one o'clock. Yeah, you know I don't know if it's as much now with so much technology and, and, and texting. <laughs> Maybe things, not. But it used to be like you were delivering tickets or yeah. meeting somebody that had tickets you were going to be meet meet with. Meet me at the Musial statue. That's awesome. I love that. Speaking of Cardinals, since we're already on the topic of the Cardinals, uh, I was watching uh, the Caribbean series this morning. Puerto Rico was playing, and uh, man, Yachty just has the look of a of a manager. I mean, he, he does. Just just he, looks they, the they part, do. and and you know the catchers are the mm-hmm. all they've always yep. been the kind of the, the best ones. Now the only thing about it, <laughs> and I'll never forget when and it was it was awkward. It was painstaking when the Cardinals had to move away, had to fire Whitey Herzog. Yeah, Bernie Meckless, famous columnist for the St. Louis Post Dispatch. And Mike Shannon wanted the job. Mm. Mike Shannon was some, I, I won't say full going to the mat for it, but he was certainly back channel mm. lobbying for it. He, he wanted the job. And Bernie, Bernie Meckless wrote a column and said, please, Mike, don't take it. Cardinal mm. front office, please don't hire him. Cause if you do, you know what we're going to have to do? We have to second guess you. Uh, yeah. And we have a bad stretch. We're going to have to boo you. Uh. And we don't want to boo Mike Shannon. One of these days, I, I, he's, he's going. Yachty's going to be manager of the Cardinals. One of these days, <laughs> it sure Ch- feels like changes it changes everything. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, our next subject. It, it changed. Yeah. It is changed. Changing sure. for Coach Hardaway. It is. It is. And you know when you have those those stretches that I mean the look. And we've we've seen it here with the Tigers over these last couple of years. The highs, the good parts are are, are ten times better when the, it is a former player doing it. There nothing better. Nothing the, better. The announcement press conference at zero mm-hmm. and zero for yes. every coach is great. But if it's the legendary player, yep. the legendary figure, the son of the program, and for Penny Hardaway, you know Memphis through and sure. through when. The whole basketball universe wanted him mm-hmm. and came after him hard. Nolan Richardson still can't believe <laughs> he didn't get him. Yeah. And to stay home, to make that commitment, the person that he is, the fine human that he is, it, it, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. But eventually it gets down yep. to the brass tacks of it, and that's winning and advancing in that mm-hmm. darn tournament. Yep. Yep, you have to absolutely, and uh, so when you hit, you know, stretches like the the Tigers are just coming out of, and you know, it feels like you can't buy a win against anybody. Others are are, are, are a lot more uncomfortable when it is a a right. former Ten- player. Tennessee had had to have an ugly divorce with Johnny Majors. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I, I'm, I, you know, people just couldn't believe that would happen, and everybody's had that that yeah. that famous former player. 
that it just didn't work out, and you you you've got to you got to make a change. No, we're yeah. not, not not at all. I'm, I'm talking about for Yadier Molina. Sure, ch- change. sure, absolutely. I'm not talking about it for Penny Hardway because, as I said last week, in the heat of the moment, I say it again today. He shouldn't be. It's mm-hmm. categorically ridiculous. Yeah. To talk about it, and it's not going to happen. No. That makes it even more ridiculous and categorical not <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And so, you know, tomorrow they're back in action, uh, you know, up in Philadelphia against Temple. And this Temple team um, is is not good. You know, their only win this season uh, was in a five-point win um, over, excuse me, a seven-point win over Wichita State earlier in the year, beginning of January. They've lost every game since. Now, their last two games they did force overtime, which is, you know, notable. But, you know, this team's not very good. But I don't know how they got it into overtime I, Sunday I, at Tulane. I, I watched I that either. game. Temple's Really bad. Yes. But they're at home. They're, they're desperate. They're at home. They're desperate. And Brett, you know, I said this to Dave yesterday when we were talking to him. It just feels these, the, the going into these games and saying they're at the bottom of the conference. They've won one game in conference. They're not very good. It seems like we're saying That's that about the last three teams the Tigers have played and they lost one of those and they really struggled in the other one. And I, I don't know if it's full blown Super Bowl, but there's a lot of really, Hyped up atmospheres for the Tigers sure, when they get to, sure. when they hit town. It's 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 the circle mm-hmm. game. I don't know if it's Super Bowl, but it's a lot of circle games to it. It, it just is. There certainly is, and I think and, and some of that's the cachet, sure. the, the bigness mm-hmm. of Coach Hardaway. Sure, that's a huge part of it, and also for for that stretch there where the Tigers were in the top twenty-five. Any team that comes into your gym or that you're playing, when they have that number beside them, them. you're going to want to play a little harder. You're going to want to go more so that you can, you know, beat that. You can have that ranked win on your schedule, and so it does not surprise me at all that you know teams are teams are uh, you know playing a little bit harder against the Tigers. Maybe more of a subject for tomorrow. We certainly will revisit Mm -hmm. for for that game. Any old kind of wins, fine. Yeah, but Jason Mons had. Just one of the great tweets and reporting angles today mm-hmm. about the Tigers' improvement in the net yep. with just last night's sure. body of work over teams the Tigers have already defeated, but also the margins. Mm. We know the net yes. likes you putting the wood to people. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take one point tomorrow night, yeah. but really for net purposes, kind of kind of need to cruise. Yeah. One, I I haven't brought this up. I kind of forgot about it. But over the weekend, I can't remember what game it was. It was either the Vander, I think it was Vanderbilt Missouri game that I was watching, and uh, they had Joe Lenardi on there, kind of talking. Were you being held hostage by someone having to watch Vandy in Missouri? No, I, I, Brad, I'll be honest. You, I, you could have called me. I, no, I, I no, the, the ransom. No, but I, I enjoyed it. If I'm you being, did that on free will, Brad. If I'm being okay. completely honest. We had money on Vanderbilt in that game. Um, Gaming makes um, it different. It sure does. It sure does. Um, But uh, I think they had Joe Lenardi on kind of just Uh talking SEC, what teams are going to be. Wait a second. You're telling me they had a Joe Lenardi hit during the Vanderbilt-Missouri game? Well, you know, Brett, they didn't have much else to Were they punishing him for Uh, something? You know, I think it was more of they didn't want to punish their broadcast crew (laughs) and say, you have to talk about this game. So we'll give you Joe Lenardi and you talk about all the other teams. Did somebody the broadcast crew faint and they had to have filler? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, But Joe Lenardi joined them and he gave an explanation to the net that I thought was great. And obviously, everyone's going to hear the explanation go, well, Brian, of course you thought that was a great explanation because you just said that you bet on Vandy uh-huh. and Missouri. But he said, when you view the net, view it like you're you're gambling on it. Go look at the lines for those games, and if the team that, that is supposed to win if they cover that number, they're likely going to move up uh, in the net. If they blow a team out, 
they're going to move up on the net. And I thought that was a really good explanation uh, because so many people are going, Brad, Brad what is that? Action on the games. Well, he, and he did say, he goes, now I know this is a little taboo, even still, but go look in here. And he even said, and you know, talk about you know Joe Lenardi and probably his lack of, of gaming on these games. He goes, go look in the newspaper at the spreads of these games. Like, oh, Joe, Everybody's look, looking Joe, the paper, Joe, things are a little different now. Yeah. I hate to tell you. But I, I guess he was also on Vanderbilt in Missouri. So I remember the first time I saw it in in, in the old <laughs> Arkansas Democrat, and I asked a friend of mine, I "Go, well, what is what all are all these little numbers? Like gobbledygook, you know, <laughs> sixteen and a half? Sure, who, who scores that? Well, he explained it to me. Oh man, you fell in love with it. No, yeah. no, no. Um, Brett, did I bring? Did we talk yesterday? about the amount of games that ESPN's predictive metrics and Kimpom have the Tigers losing the rest of the way. We have not. Okay. But I, I did go to Warren Nolan's strength okay. of schedule okay. today right. to see where the Tigers strength of schedule, mm-hmm. where it is currently and what he had forecast. Mm. Okay, so I went, and I'm just checking to make sure nothing has changed. With the, the Tigers strength of schedule game. has taken some hits. Yeah, no, it, it definitely has. Because we've played. Yes, but, you know, you talked about the net. That is... Certainly gotten better because of what Virginia did a couple nights ago against Miami and last night Clemson's big win against North Carolina. Would you like to take a guess, Kim Palm, we'll start with Kim Palm, how many losses Kim Palm has for the Tigers? The rest of the way? rest of the way. Nine left? Nine left. He has two. Okay, so two for Kim Palm. All right, now... Uh, ESPN, they do their little percentages when you go. Is that the, accurate? I'm going to okay. tell We're going to just wait. Um, you know, on ESPN, you can go. They have the percentage of, okay, it's a 57% chance this team wins. I'm having to do all this math. You are. After having all this candy. You are. All this sugar That's and a Coca-Cola. That is correct. Okay. okay, so how many. May not be able to drive home. <laughs> how many games does ESPN have the opposing team a 50% chance or greater to win? Six. Wow. So you think Kim Palm 2, ESPN 6. Uh-huh. You're very close on, on ESPN. ESPN had five. Five right. games. Kim Palm has four losses for the Tigers the rest of the way. So double what well, you have. I think it's going to be close, but mm-hmm. I don't think they lose four more times. If they do, then we know what has to happen yeah. in Fort Worth. No, absolutely. So, so Kim Palm has losses to predicted, and obviously this is all just pro- projection on metrics. He has losses to North Texas. SMU shows back-to-back games there in in Dallas, uh, or Dallas-Fort Worth, I should say. And then he has uh, them losing both games to FAU, so the home and away to FAU. Um, ESPN had the exact same for those four. They also had uh, Charlotte with like a 57 or 58% chance to beat the Tigers uh, in that game. I'm still knocked over by Charlotte. I almost fainted when Blake Lovell said four from the AAC. Yeah, that was that was shocking. I think I would bet one bid I think before one I would yeah. three. No, I think, it's, but, I think it's one or two. But much less four. Could be wrong. Blake's very plugged mm-hmm. in. He, he, he could be right. And we'll all know on Selection Sunday. Yeah. And that that's when it's clear cut. Today, our friend Shelby Mast, he moved the Tigers – Outside the bracket, mm. he w- we, I hate that. We, he was like our one hope. I'm think I'm thinking Shelby's playing to the hometown crowd. I think, I think the so. Tigers will work back in there before uh-huh. he joins us next. Ah, uh, I see, I see. <laughs> Over the weekend, you know, everyone's thinking college basketball on a Saturday. They're they're you know looking at the bracketologies. He has them out, and then the morning that he joins us on Monday, he'll have them back in. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. It, 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 I, but no, I, I kid. Because he, he, they, they want to be right on all the bracketology, whether it's the complaint of recency bias, whether it's mm-hmm. the complaint of 
they're prone to pick the larger conferences. No, no. Here's what they all want to do. They want to be right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, they are going for accuracy. I mean, that's this is what they have been playing for want, the entire they, time. They want, they want the teams right. Yep. They want they want that seeding no more yeah. than plus minus one off. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 like a it's like a game or a puzzle where they're trying to put in all the pieces correctly, and they want to be as close as possible. It's their only currency. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they, there, there, there's no axe to grind. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no there there. They want to be right. I think they probably that that group of them that Shelby was telling us about. They're getting together and they're meeting in Dallas yeah. uh, the weekend before Selection mm-hmm. Sunday. I, I think committees going forward would be well served to have yeah. those type of people with a mix of the handicapping. Committee. Mm, yeah, yeah. You you have Alan Bell, Bruce Marshall. Shelby and some other bracketology and handicappers in there. I'd rather have that than the yeah. the the AD at, at University of Denver. <laughs> well, that's a great point because you know, as you know, taboo or, or controversial as some people would think it would be, you know, even even if they're not watching all of these games, they have tabs on all of these teams. They have to to to, to and handicap these since and, opening and night. they've had and they've been watching all season long. They've been paying attention all they, season they didn't long. They did get to the Super Bowl. Right. Go, oh, Super Bowl's over. Right. Let's start watching college right. basketball. No, they're not going into a room and having somebody hand them a pamphlet that has all of the numbers in front of them and saying, "Oh, this team looks like they should be in." And, and Brian, I, sometimes I'm 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 amused slash befuddled hmm. by some of the reaction we get. With some of Allen's picks and Bruce's on Friday, invariably the text line, uh, well, of, co- of course he's going to pick. Right. Fill in the blank. The Tigers. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, there was a three or four week stretch last year where Bruce went against the Memphis Tigers every oh, single yeah. week. And, and you know, the reaction was, you know, you know, who's this guy? What does mm-hmm. he know? He hates. No, he doesn't. He wants to be right. Yeah. That's what that's what he feels. He uh-huh. might not be right because we, we, we all miss. Sure. And in that profession, I mean, you you got to make those decisions. And, you know, it's all about. I wanted to be right when I picked Arkansas to win it all this year in basketball. You did. And the. Uh, Look what happened. Yes. And the Chargers to win the I'm, Super Bowl. I was going to leave that one out. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm going to double down. Bully. Oh, you know, here Omaha we go. Arkansas. Oh, Brett, don't do that. Don't, don't double down. Don't double down. I'm not going to let you do that. Uh, but baseball season next Friday is opening game is. for a lot of teams. So, um, certainly. They need today's weather. Yeah. That's, no, it's a beautiful day outside today. That's for sure. So it's going to be exciting next week, um, for, for college baseball fans all over the place. Well, what weather's going to be nice on Eli Savoy though. <sighs> Sure is. He's going to is he really? with Ole Miss. Is, there, is yeah. he really? Wow. Me and uh, me and Connor were actually my brother. We were having that conversation the other day of who gets to go to Hawaii, and I said I think it's probably going to be Eli. And he said, "Do you think so?" And I said, "Honestly, David Kellum might say, you know what? I'm going to Hawaii. You can do basketball.'" D- David considered it, but just thought that it would be a killer with with still a lot of basketball yeah. left, and, and and wanted loves Eli like like we all do. Yeah. Wanted him to get that. That opportunity and that time difference. That Woo. I've never been. My parents said it. My mother went twice. My dad went once, and he said, "I'm never going back. There's no way I go back." Brett, do you know what time their first game Friday night? Our time at first pitch. I think first pitch is nine thirty Memphis time. On their schedule, it says. 10:35 first pitch. Is that right? That's I, right. I, I, Maybe they've changed it. Maybe I thought it was nine thirty, but but it could be that. Yeah. Now. What we got to know, Connor's got to know this. Uh-huh. 
Who's working the game? Connor is, and he's oh, very he? and he's very excited about it. now. Connor is a is the definition of a night owl, so he is very excited. Oh, does that bother him at all? Not, I mean, he stays up till two, three o'clock in the morning. We play football nights. out at Fresno <laughs> and at Cal Berkeley. Yeah, Memphis kickoff was nine thirty. That's tough. That's tough. That's late night, and, and wasn't very good seasons in either one right. of those. And one was with maybe both was with Richard Cross. We said truly. Even our families. Oh, yeah. How many people are listening to post <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. No. Um, but nothing beats Hawaii time. I mean, you get to some uh, some crazy hours. Man, it's out like there. two days away. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. Well, we need to get to a quick break, and when we come back, uh, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day. We are Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 a.m. And 98.5 FM, as well as around the world, online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The Big Number of the Day. All right, Brett, I could go a lot of different directions with my big number today. Uh, a lot really going on in the sports world, but I think I'm going to try to pull a U today and stick with Super Bowl big numbers, um, or at least NFL playoff big numbers. So mine today is the number six. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has scored at least one touchdown in each of his six career playoff games. If he scores in the Super Bowl... He will join Terrell Davis and Marcus Allen for most consecutive playoff games with a touchdown to start an NFL. I mean, that's that's in, incredible. I'm going right now to look. I'm curious what the odds are for him to to score a touchdown in the game. I'm sure it's it's pretty rough out there. I'm sure it's minus 130 or well, so. Well, while you're checking that, check and see what the odds would be if he threw a touchdown. Oh, pass. man, I don't even know if I could if, if they even offer that on my because sports book. That, that's my big number. You got any more? Uh, no, that's, that's my big number. My, my big number is five. There have been five non-quarterbacks to, to throw a, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a touchdown pass wow. in a Super Bowl. Man. Joe Mixon, a few years ago for Cincinnati, running back, mm-hmm. threw the touchdown pass to T. Higgins. Trey Burton, the tight end for the Eagles on Philly Philly, mm-hmm. to your favorite player, yeah. Nick Foles. Antoine Randall L., a wide receiver. Yeah who was a college quarterback at mm-hmm. IU, he threw a touchdown pass to Hines Ward, who played some quarterback in college and running back wow. and wide receiver at Georgia. Lawrence McCutcheon, a running back for the Rams, threw one to Ron Smith. And Robert Newhouse, a running back for Dallas, threw one to Golden Golden Richards. So there's been five. I'm, I'm throwing long. McCaffrey. 
Scores one Whoa. rushing, Whoa. catches one receiving, Whoa. throws one passing. Whoa. Your little three-team parlay and see what it pays. Good Triple crown. Lord. That would be that would be incredible. Um, Throw us ten bones on it. Let's see what happens. I, I Brett, I I don't even know if I can bet on him to throw a touchdown. I don't know if that if that's offered, but if if I can find it, I will put something on it just for you. Rush, pass, catch. Now a lot of people, and I have won through the years side bets on this from mm-hmm. beer to food to Coca Colas to anything. Gary Premian did not throw an interception. That mm. that play was ruled that day a fumble. Yeah, it, it goes down as a fumble. I think Mike Bass returned it for a uh, a fumble recovery. It was it's listed that as that in the box score. He was trying to throw a pass. Yeah, and he didn't even know how to really snap his helmet. <laughs> uh, he, he he knew nothing about football, and he was famously with that uh, Cypriot accent yeah. says I keep football. <laughs> and, and that's, that's all he knew about it was kicking the football. Yeah. But so many people will argue with you that he threw an interception. He died. He did not. It was a fumble recovery. Wow. So okay. So here's what I can do. I think this is the closest I'm going to be able to do. I can. I think I can bet him to have a rushing touchdown. Maybe a receiving touchdown. I don't even know if I can bet on him just to have a receiving touchdown. But I can bet on him on over two and a half total players to have a pass attempt. Certainly wouldn't be as good money well, as to throw a touchdown. But two quarterbacks. I and think that's a good bet anyway. And that's I think you can get pretty good odds on that. Let me. I I just X'd out of that. Let me go back to that and see what you can get it at. Um, you can get that at like plus. 210 or something like that. A fun that be... day of practice. A lot of times in the spring, sometimes in August, but they're getting locked into it. But to yeah. go to to go to that college football practice mm-hmm. in the spring when the coach says, All right, who played who played uh-huh. quarterback in high oh, school? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, you know a lot of them Bunch are, of guys or who played quarterback, up. you know, growing up, sure. seventh grade, eighth mm-hmm. grade, ninth grade. And I was at the Ole Miss spring practice the day I saw Houston Nutt throw Dexter McCluster the ball and go, let me see how you can wow. throw the ball. And, and two years later, that, that was spring of 08, two years later, fall of 09, season of 09, against LSU, he threw a half-back Crazy. pass that won the game. That's incredible. Yeah, so over two and a half total players have a pass attempt is plus 164. It's pretty good odds. Um, and then my question of what are the odds for, uh, for him to just score one touchdown? Christian McCaffrey minus two fifteen to just get into the end zone. That's incredible. I mean, you never see something. He'll that be a low. popular prop guy. On he, he'll be a very popular prop. One guy. more number. Okay. This year is Super Bowl fifty eight Roman numeral mm-hmm. L V I I I. Okay. Next year, Super Bowl fifty nine. Okay. Will be Super Bowl L I X. <laughs> Super Bowl licks. Get oh, your licks in. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Super Bowl sixty. LX. Oh man, Brett, I I Who's think uh, I think they had too much time on their hands, didn't they, Johnny? <laughs> a lot of time. Brett, a lot of time. Brett, I'm afraid that we both know somebody that may or may not have a show earlier in the day that's going to have a lot of fun with Super Bowl licks. Promise me, text me tomorrow uh-huh. when John yeah. Harden does that twenty minute mm-hmm. segment. That monologue Super Bowl Bowl next year is Super Bowl Licks. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'm going to get I'm sure, Brett, you'll get a text message from him before we uh, leave here. About, <laughs> All right, Super Bowl Licks. Well, Brett, I've got another big number for you, 14. Uh, get over to Denstool's today. Good. You still have time before 6 o'clock. Mention Sports 56, and you will get a 14% discount 
on your entire order. We're out here at the Dinstals location on Pleasant View, 5280 Pleasant View, but you know all of their locations, Laurelwood, Germantown, Carville, Pleasant View, or downtown. Get down there now and get ahead of the line. Don't don't be stuck last-minute shopping for Valentine's Day. Their hours, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. They'll also, the Laurelwood, Germantown, Carville, and downtown stores will be open this Sunday, so make sure you head over there. And don't forget about the chocolate-covered strawberries. Beginning Monday, February 12th, um, they're going to be dipping those. But you can already go into your uh, Denstall's location and get in line um, and pre-order those strawberries. So place your order uh, for strawberries right now. And also, stop by this location. We're giving out prizes later in the show. We'll pull about 5.30 or so. So if you're getting off work, uh, make sure you stop by, register to win. A pound heart-shaped box of assorted chocolates, a pound box of chocolate-covered strawberries, uh, and also we're giving away two four-packs of tickets for Tigers and Tulane on Sunday. So a lot we're giving away. Make sure you stop by Denstools. Denstools, they've been saying I love you for over 122 years. Well, we are late for a break. Let's go ahead and take that break. And when we come back, we're talking college basketball with Kevin Sweeney. 